what, what Jesus was saying in, in John 16 again with reference to his disciples, it, it's, he didn't paint a pretty picture of what would be. You know, in, in Matthew 5, I'm thinking too, like after the Beatitudes, or in the Beatitudes on the Sermon on the Mount is what it's sometimes called. You know, he says, Blessed are you when they persecute you and they revile you and they do all these kind of things to you because of my name. Yes. Blessed are you for the same thing was experienced by the prophets. You know, look at what they did to Jesus. Next week is Holy Week. Already. But look at what they did to Jesus, you know, and, and there's a there's a, a place where he says what, you know, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a student greater than his teacher. If the teacher has experienced this and the master, guess what? Concerning the student and the servant. But I'm reminded too of Matthew 11:28. you know, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, we, we see all over the place how our, our Lord says things like, be patient. What? Be patient, yes. Uh, remain steadfast, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life kind of thing. Um, but we, we remember that it's the Lord himself that gives the strength to continue. It's not we that do that. Why do you think we emphasize in, in the Lutheran Church the reception, the receiving of the means of grace, the hearing of the word, the reception of the sacrament? Because it's in these means, by these means that the Lord does give strength. Well, uh, that's because of what he says it is and what he gives with him. And remember that our sinless Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, turned over the tables and threw the money changers out of the temple mm -hmm. to keep the church on the right track. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. we need to watch out for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, what is the church except the body of Christ? Right? You know, and with that passage from John 2, for example, and the other places where he's where Jesus clears out the temple and does what he does, says what he says, I mean, it's it's amazing to me that, uh, like, especially in John's Gospel, remember in John chapter 2, he says, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it. No longer is this true worship of God to be in the temple. It's to be of him. Worship in spirit and truth. You know, centers on Christ Jesus himself. And uh, so, so you know, for the early Christians, you may have heard that, that, that they had house churches. You know, they gathered in homes and, and the like. Um, we may be going back to that. And the catacombs. <coughs> the catacombs, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, it's, it's not about a place. You know, it's about the person, Jesus Christ, and where he promises to be. So, again, where two or three are gathered together in my name, he says, there I am in the midst of that's what he said to the woman at the well. The time is coming that they'll need to worship God here or there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, she said, yeah, you go to Jerusalem to worship. Yeah, she tried to change the subject and discuss religion when he got personal. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Where's your husband? I'm not married. You're right. <laughs> Jesus didn't say where one or two or three are gathered. We're still to get together as a body of Christ and, and worship right. where two or more are gathered together. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking Hebrews, you know, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. You know, uh, even back then. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and you know, we're in Colossians 3, um, I think it's Colossians 3 where he says, you know, uh, encouraging one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know, giving thanks to the Lord and the like. So, uh, so page 181, hopefully you're there. Uh, the, the post-communion canto cold. Now, again, we haven't exhausted everything that could be said about closed communion or communion, the distribution, and the like. Uh, but uh, we press forward to the post-communion canticle. Notice uh, just before that, the, uh, the pastor dismisses the communicant saying, Depart in peace. And that, too, is a blessing uh, for having received Christ's very body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. He says, Depart in peace. Uh, page 181. I'm using divine service setting two here uh, because it's it's similar to uh, setting one, uh, but also because this coming Sunday we'll begin using divine service two. As I think, yeah, this the first is Thursday. No, wait, no. This, Sunday is not first. Yeah, this Sunday will still be the the first setting. Um, but it's the same as, as the second setting here with the words. The melodies might be a little bit different. But but notice, and I, I was kind of struck by this, the post-communion canticle, uh, there's no Bible reference there, which is kind of interesting. That doesn't mean it shouldn't be sung, by the way. It just means that there's no Bible reference there. There aren't in the LSB. No. But, I mean, if... if you know, like on my, and I, I didn't do this for this time, but uh, I have a Bible program. I can type in words and phrases, and it'll, and you could do this online too. I know Bible Gateway is one example. There's a number of other uh, different websites online. You can do word searches, you can do phrase searches, and the like. You also, from different translations too. And I, I don't know, I haven't. I haven't looked at it recently, but I, I, I would assume probably between 30, 40, 50 plus translations, English, right? So you have anywhere from like New King James, ESV, NIV, NIRV, uh, RSV, NRSV, those are just a few. And then there's like Young's Literal Translation, there's yeah, that's a good one. the New English Bible, there's, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, thank the Lord and sing his praise. Tell everyone what he has done. Let everyone who seeks the Lord rejoice and proudly bear his name. He recalls his promises and leads his people forth in joy with shouts of thanksgiving. Alleluia, alleluia. And this is uh, generally omitted, of course, during Lent, because during Lent, we generally omit the alleluias. Right? Is that why we do that? I, I, I might have missed it, but Alleluia simply means praise the Lord. Right. And I'm sure it's custom, you know, a lot to do with tradition custom. But is there a real rationale behind that, though? I would say yes, but not everybody's going to accept it, you know, it's, it's, you know it's with, with reference to its strength. And, and that is because, uh, at least what I've heard, and my understanding is that Alleluia's and various, like the Glory and Excelsis, for example, you know, the Hymn of Praise, those are remitted because of the penitential season right. in which one is in. So to direct our attention, uh, you know, more to being penitential. 
I know that's not a strong explanation. I mean, we can't be penitential and say praise the Lord. <laughs> no, it's impossible. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's a both and. I I, I think it's the you know the idea is the solemnity of the season. You know, um, you know, it's, can there be arguments the other way? Of course. You know, um, is this an adiaphora? Yeah. I just, I just wonder about, you know, like yeah. I said, I had a kind of a big seminar experience. <laughs> Some explanation to that. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Did you have worship class the first two years or your fourth year? No, I just, <laughs> first two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Praise the Lord is about as exciting as we get. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I mean, we do that when we're excited and happy. Emotional. Yeah, we don't praise the Lord in this church. Well, the other side of that was that that the Sundays in Lent were supposed to be little Easter's, and so uh, what you did, like during Lent services or whatever, you could do differently on on Sunday. In the past, there was not such a great change during Lent and our Advent with what happened on Sunday. In the past 20, 30 years, I'll say 30 years, that has changed where uh, I'll try not to talk about this tonight because Frank complains because I complain. But um, he's a husband, right? Yeah. Well, he was reading stuff, and I would fuss about it. Anyway, the, the tomorrow. oh, tomorrow night. The <laughs> problem being that things do change, and people get ideas. Oh, let's do this because of this, and then you start turning that way. It's not necessarily bad, but it doesn't negate what you did in the past because there wasn't anything wrong with that either. And I think you need to kind of bear that in mind with people who come up with these great ideas, let's do this, and then think, oh, it's very important that we do this, that you do it this way. Baloney. So, that's, <laughs> Yeah, and, and in, in case some of you are wondering, uh, not tomorrow night, but Thursday night, Thursday we're having another right study of things seen and unseen oh. using the altar guilt manual. Yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, and, and he does identify must, can, should, may, you know, as He groups. writes a lot of extra stuff in there, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I, I think, uh, you know, where he's coming from, too, is, 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 you know, kind of asking the question, what is the what has the practice been over the years in the church? And I, I don't know, he, he does not go into necessarily a great amount of detail as to why, at least in, in my estimation. He does give some explanation, of course, um, but circumstances vary from congregation to congregation, you know. Um, and also, you, you might say, in terms of readiness, as well as acceptance, too. You know, um, not everything, and, and this is the, uh, the beauty, I think, of our, you know, one of the beauties of the confessions especially Article 4, for true unity of the church, it's not necessary that you have customs everywhere universal. Yeah. Centrally, of course, has to be the gospel. If that's not central, and if there's disagreement, you could do exactly the same thing, but, you know, it's... Uh, 
um, you know, it, it, it doesn't demonstrate unity. And that's why, you know, years ago, and, and some of you might remember this, uh, especially Pastor Blazik, but there was a, a time where they would speak of higher church, lower church, you know, oh, yeah. and, and the likes. Um, and, you know, that's neither here nor there. What is being taught? What is being preached? You know, and, and the moment you say, well, we have to do it this way, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're distinguishing that practice from the gospel itself. You know, and the, the gospel is front and center. So in, instead of saying, well, we have to do it this way, how about saying we can do it this way um, for the betterment of or, you know, the instruction of the people, whatever, because we can. You know, and, and that, that strikes me as kind of odd. Although I agree with it, but initially when, you know, we, we, we can do that because we can do that. Yeah. It sounds so odd to say, but within our Christian freedom, you know, we aren't bound but to God's word. And if God has not given a yay or nay, you know, then, then there is liberty. You know, um, but that liberty is to be used uh, out of, in, in service of and in love for neighbor. So in other words, you know, though I, you know, th this came up with, with Paul, uh, for example, and, and, and Peter. Remember how in Galatians, I think it's Galatians 2, where Paul, you know, publicly spoke against what Peter was doing because he would eat with Gentiles. But then when the Jews came, he would separate from them. Mm, yeah. Division. What's that? Division. Well, it wasn't... Yeah, I, I guess you could say the vision, but then he was separating from the Gentiles when the Jews came. And what he was doing there is, and, and Paul kind of states this in Galatians, you know, he being um, minimally inconsistent with the gospel. He was confusing the gospel. Um, if you, being a Jew, um, you know, uh, you know, and he equates that with being a, you know, practicing like a Gentile or whatever, um, he's being inconsistent with the gospel. And, and that was the, the main thing. And it wasn't so much that he was eating with the Gentiles, it was he, he was eating with the Gentiles, but when the Jews came, he would separate from them rather than stay with the Gentiles. Because, you know, they're, you know, and, and a little bit later, Paul actually does say that we, being Jews, know that we are saved by grace through faith, not by works. And, uh, you know, that's what we want to be consistent on. And with reference to the service, too, you know, it, it's all centralized, of course, on Jesus Christ. So from beginning to end, with the invocation and then with the benediction, it's all God doing, we receiving. And to get back to how we introduced or began uh, this study uh, eons ago, uh, maybe not that long, but um, a, a while ago, God is, God is the center. Christ Himself been crucified. You know He's doing the work, and and this will distinguish uh, Lutheran worship from Protestant and and also Catholic worship too. Because you know it's you know there's a reason why again we call it Godesdienst in the Lutheran Church. God's service and it's what He's doing. So there is a sense that we say, yeah, I'm going to worship, but 
what we mean by that is not so much what we give to God, but what He first gives to us, and then our response. Um, and and that's why you know you know responding as we do with the liturgies in the liturgies and the responses, we're saying to God what He has already spoken to us, right? What is what else is Amen? Uh, think about that when we confess our sins and we say Amen saying this is true because God himself has revealed it. And we're only saying what he himself has said. So, you know, there's there's that sense of confession of sins, but also the confession of faith. We say amen to what God has made known about his son, about our salvation, about sanctification, justification. All of that stuff is included with that. Right? So, um, so yeah, the, the uh, I, I guess the discussion certainly can continue with reference to thank the Lord and its omission during Lent. I've often questioned about. I, I've often questioned this too because well, we omit it during Lent, but the season of Advent is also a penitential season. And so sometimes, you know, in, in the past, I've, I've I've omitted it during Advent too uh, because of the penitential season that uh, that we're in. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've kind of struggled with this, and I, I know this this. For the last uh, Sundays in, in Lent, or at least Sundays in Lent, as well as Advent, we generally say the glory of Patri, the glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. During Holy Week, another custom or practice is not to say the glory of Patri. Why? You know, because of the, the solemnity of the week. You know, uh, should glory be given to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Well, of course, right? And, and what, what's amazing, though, too, uh, is, uh, you know, when it comes to Good Friday in particular, what does Jesus say about himself in John's Gospel about glorying the Father? How is he glorified? Through the death of his Son. And Jesus himself is glorified as well. So uh, it kind of fits. And what season is it meant to be the potential? That's true. Oh, Easter, because we're done with sin. <laughs> I mean, I know it's seasonal, but really when you kind of, you know, look at it yeah, right. yeah. real objectively, like we're supposed to be penitential every day, all year long. More than once, right? <laughs> all our lives. You know, just remember the catechism. You know, what, what else is uh, repentance but a turning to baptism? You know, drowning the old man, putting on the new. Every day. Every day. All right, we'll uh, we'll continue with the nunc dimittis. Uh, I say I think that, yeah. that the thank the Lord reminds me of Miriam's uh, song of praise after God delivered the Israelites through oh, the yeah. Red Sea, because a lot of that's in there. You know, thank the Lord, sing His praise, uh, yeah. rejoice, and proudly bear His name. He recalls His promises and leads His people. That's all. Yeah. To me, reflects what she was yeah. leading the Israelites, women and children, and Yeah, and, and you know, um, thank you for for drawing attention to that because I mean, this this whole post-communion canticle, thank the Lord, you know, kind of has a bigger picture kind of idea in terms of all that God is doing and all He has done, but it also has this narrow picture too, this narrow view, broad and narrow at the same time, concerning what just was received. Right? The body and the blood of Christ. 
Tell everyone what he has done. What has he done in the Lord's Supper? He's given me, he's given you forgiveness of sins. Christ's body and blood are truly present, um, you know, for, for my good. Uh, let everyone who seeks the Lord rejoice and proudly bear his name. Well, where does that take place? Not only every day that we're Christians, uh, but in God's house too, right? Bearing his name. What does it mean to be Christian, to be a Christ bearer? All right, he recalls his promises and leads his people forth in joy. Um, is there any reason after receiving the Lord's Supper, after receiving the, this, the, uh, the absolution, after receiving the benediction of being sullen and despondent? No. But sometimes we are because of our sinful human nature. But hopefully during the week, Maybe hopefully earlier than later, uh, but but hopefully during the week, at least once, if not many times, we reflect on what God has done on Sunday. You know? I I've mentioned before that you look at people when they're returning to their seats after communion. Yeah, and people ought to be jumping up and kicking their heels together and grinning from ear to ear. For what has just been given to us, uh, but, but usually the it's a, a rather solemn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and we, you know, on the one hand, we don't want to, uh, you know, we we can't be mistaken just by looking at facial features and, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I know Walther draws attention to this that amazingly people have different personalities. Did you know that? Uh, some people you talk to and it's like, you know, you can't tell they're excited at all, even though that's their, their state of excitement, right? Whereas others, you know, they're bubbly all the time. Uh, but that does not mean that one knows of their blessing before God. If, if I'm, if, if someone is, is uh, you know, is like serious, that doesn't mean they're not happy. It doesn't mean that they don't believe they're blessed, right? I mean, so... On the other hand, just because someone is overflowing with joy, that doesn't mean they know God's love in Christ. Oh, right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. I think there's also that German, German heritage was not something that people did a whole lot of laughing and merrymaking. Uh, and if then, there was beer involved, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but this is returning from communion. Yeah, yeah. But, but, um, We're near beer. But, and, and in America, where the church was um, started and all that, uh, those were hard times. And, and so, um, if there was a... You know, really? There was a serious, there was a seriousness that had to do with thinking about what God had done for you and reverence. And I think sometimes that's not understood, particularly maybe in this day and time. You know, my my grandparents would never have smiled coming back from communion. They would have been seriously thinking about what had been done for them, and that was a very serious thing. Um, so I, it's, you know, I've heard I've heard people say that that we don't smile and we should act like we're joyful. 
but not everybody does that and that actually was not the way it used to be and if you had pictures of your great grandparents they're not smiling in that picture because <laughs> yeah. they didn't have color Huh? They didn't have color. <laughs> yeah, well, they had sepia, though, but, they, but it's different. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, different. So, you know, and, and some, you know, I, I know you want to, um, but with the, uh, you know, some, some wear emotions on their sleeve. Yeah, that's it. You know, um, and that could be, it, it's neither here nor there necessarily, right? I mean, because, you know, there, there is that solemnity also, that uh, introspection, that uh, reverence that does take place in church. Um, so, you know, I, I was kind of doing some channel surfing the other day, and I think they were having an altar call. I think it was TBN, they were having an altar call and, and singing a hymn. It wasn't really a hymn, but, you know, it's something else. But he was singing the... Praise him. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but so many people were just like this, and, you know, you know, I don't know. It well, looked like they happy. were high, maybe. I don't know. Um, high on something, but 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 you know some express their emotions that way. Others do it differently, and you know you, you can't say oh that one was really happy because of the way they're acting, whereas that one is really sad because of the way they're acting. You know we have different dispositions, and and you're right. I, I think there is. I had it on here a culture. Mm -hmm. You know there there are different cultures, yeah. and the cultures in and of themselves are not necessarily right or wrong. It's you know, just what um, you're comfortable with or what you've been taught. Yeah, and, and there are reasons for that. Um, but, but so often, yeah, it's, you know, especially with what's going on in society, well, that culture's wrong, that one's wrong. Yeah. Well, mine is right, of course. But <laughs> yours is wrong. <laughs> um, but it, it, it remains often undefined, except by the individual, which that's another, that's another thing. Yeah. You rather confused me when you said, thank the Lord doesn't have a scripture reference. Because I'm looking at it. Okay. Is I'm that... using my own LSB. Okay. And it's got a reference in here. Really? It does. What does it say? It says Psalm 105, verses 1 to 3, and verses 42 to 43. Okay. And it says First Chronicles 16, 8 through 10. Okay. So you might have the newer edition then or something. It yeah. says copyright the same, 2006. But okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a recent printing. Yeah. But, but but in the in the well in, in the the, in the this one in the, this edition mm -hmm. anyway in the pew, yeah. pew edition um, it doesn't have that. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not biblical. By the way, uh, pardon. It doesn't mean it's not biblical. Nor do nor do the uh, the verses listed. Maybe I should say that too. Not nor do the verses listed mean that those are the only places. Oh, you're right. Where the words are found. Mm -hmm. Right, so because um, I'm thinking like Lamb of uh, okay, Lamb of God is you know kind of unique places, right? John one and Psalm. and the like. But when you say Kyrie Eleison, for example, that's all over the place in the Gospels. Right, well, here was that copyright. Two thousand and six. So, um, but yeah, I, much much more will be said uh, next week. Yeah. Or if are we meeting next week? I know next week is Holy Week. Not I'm thinking to. we're not supposed to. We read the book. Is no, that what it says in the Bible? No, that's not what it said. In, 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 uh, in the past, 
there were no church meetings during Holy Week at all because That's people racist. were supposed to be thinking about the solemnity of the passion. That's all he offered them. That's changed. That's been that's been changed in the last decades, yeah. but it used to be very seriously taken. You had no no social things at church. You had no meetings yeah. at church. That's the purpose for Mardi Gras, right? Just to that's right. <laughs> ready. Get ready to think. Get get ready to get serious. Okay. So no no Bible study. No Bible study. So okay, no Bible study next. Week. And no Wednesday night service. No. So Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Like Thursday and Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna have an Easter vigil? Yeah, uh, Roswell. No, not this year, but maybe, maybe, um, okay. maybe in the future. Okay. Um, There's one in Roswell kidding. if you really want to go. Well, we've had them here. Yeah. It hasn't been. At 12 o'clock. Yeah. We uh, don't, don't want to have this extended long one long, but one of the things that we read about yesterday on the Easter vigil was they're supposed to have two torches. That's right. down the aisle with it. And I'm thinking, that will be exciting. <laughs> the, the torches, the, yeah, the, the candles that we have would be probably kind of heavy. Um, well, those are torches. They're no, they were saying torches. torches. Like no, but, but basically it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a candle on a professional stick. Okay. You're going to go to you know, so. face. One of the things you'll notice, not to belabor the point, but, but you'll notice that uh, not everything that's in the Altar Guild Manual is going to be um, observed by every single church. There, there, there may be the ideal, and there may be the possible, right? You know, some you might be aware that some some congregations uh, often, and I remember one I actually was I think Redeemer. Um, I don't know if any of you know. You might know the name uh, Peterson. Mm -hmm. um, I think every I Sunday, have a book by him. Yeah, every every Sunday he's at Redeemer in uh, Fort Wayne. Every Sunday they have the gospel processional. Oh, I think okay. every Sunday, to my knowledge anyway, they have a processional, um, and the like. Very high church. Uh, meaning that they have a lot of, Similar. I don't want to say smells and bells. <laughs> um, sometimes it's referred to it that way, but but you know, a lot of tradition. Yeah. You know, um, which yes. you know that could be misunderstood too, because even contemporary congregations have a tradition too. You know, I mean, they have a liturgy. It's just a different kind of liturgy. Um, but uh, but yeah, there, there's a, a great deal of variance, um, and and some. I kind of forgot what I was going to say before. You were talking about, <laughs> about Peterson and the church and having high church and... and yeah, with, with yeah, Peterson. Yeah, oh, the gospel processional, which basically is when it comes to the gospel reading, you have the torches. You have a you know someone who, who carries the, the gospel, right. the book. It's yeah. a big book, too, usually. Yeah. You know, well, and actually, it's done a couple of times here. Well, oh, okay. Pastor Miller. Not the torches, particularly. Oh, okay. But the okay. Pastor Miller. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and so, I mean, there's going to be different practices, different traditions and the like. So one that that, uh, that I'm accustomed to, and, and you might be too, like on Palm Sunday, uh, we'll actually start the service from the entrance to the nave. Yeah. 
yeah. yes you know and then you know process in mm -hmm. and the like so uh, so different practices and, and you know there, there's not a, a right or wrong no. you know um, but uh, uh, you know we, we want to also instruct and catechize in terms of why we do what we do you know, I, I think uh, and there are reasons for this there are reasons for that you know ability uh, manpower would be one <laughs> as well you know in terms of health and and also cost our safety as well yeah safety too yeah uh, so yeah don't want to burn it down yeah so like you use uh, real candles you know on christmas trees maybe not and they but used they to used do because I had an uncle that was his job to sit on the stool and put the candles oh, yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So things uh, things change for various reasons. Um, so no study next week, um, but we will meet uh, the following week. And um, as, as you might uh, be aware, just from this handout here, we're getting close to the end of the service in terms of studying the service. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so we'll uh, conclude with this uh, probably in another two weeks when we meet again, and then we have the benediction, or the benedicamus, and then the benediction. Um, and then, uh, uh, so that'll take us into, what, like this, I want to say the, the second or third week of April, because the first week would be Easter week, and then maybe the second or third. But anyway, be thinking about what you might want to study. I just heard of something recently with, that, uh, that might be of interest to you. Um, again, I heard this on Issues Etc. that there was a pastor, and I forget his name, but he he, he was on Issues Etc. Being, um, being interviewed, being asked questions. He was there as a guest because he just finished a study on uh, really wokeism, you know, the cultural and society, you know, kind of thing, which, which I don't know, maybe very um, appropriate. I don't know. Uh, but something we do a about. book of the Bible. I'd like to do a book of the Bible. We do on I Sunday mean, morning. I know, but I mean on Wednesday. <laughs> on Wednesday, you want to do a? It can be a little book of the Bible, but I'd like to do a book of the Bible. Obadiah. Okay, right I'm, I'm good with any of it. Just no, <laughs> maybe not Obadiah. He's Joel or yeah. Jonah or I don't care. It can be a little one. Okay. Okay. Old or New Testament? It doesn't matter. I think studying a book of the Bible is always great. At some point, I'd like to uh, hear a little more about how our canon came to be. Okay. Canon basically means accepted scriptures. The Old and New Testaments. Yeah, that would be kind of an interesting study in that area, too. So, get into Marcion a little bit. Pardon? We'll get into Marcion a little bit. Um, but anywho, yeah. Uh, so if, if you've got some ideas, you read up on a book of the Bible, any book, just pick one, right? Um, and then, you know, the, the, the formation of the canon and, uh, and the like. So those are two really good ideas. Uh, if you have any others, we still got a couple weeks yet. So please uh, uh, let me know.